You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's a happy one. Bears win 31-24, and let's be real honest. The game wasn't that close. This was a dominant performance by the Bears, and it's weird because it's one of those games where don't even talk to me about this. I don't know why I can't talk. The statistics. Don't even talk to me about the statistics. Don't talk to me about Dak Prescott's 334-yard night because it doesn't matter. It's empty calories. When the Cowboys needed to do something, they couldn't. The Bears' defense stopped them. Outside of that first drive, there was nothing else going on with the Cowboys in this game. It's so crazy because you look at all the, the statistics leading into this game about the Cowboys. And you look at where they're ranked offensively, number one in a lot of categories. Dak's thrown for over 4,000 yards this year. You look at the defense and what they've done, and you go, you look at every one, every bit of the talent that is on this roster, and you go, how in the world are they 6 and 6? Well, you saw tonight. You saw, I'm sure Dallas fans are as frustrated right now as Bears fans have been earlier in the season when it comes to play calling. I don't know what Kellen Moore is doing, and I don't know how someone ascends to being a, a an OC after play, he was playing in 2017. And now he's an offensive coordinator. You saw them get away from the run, not be able to run, get too cute, and the Bears made them pay. They absolutely made them pay. I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about Dallas because this isn't a Dallas podcast. Chicago podcast when it comes to Bears games. But my goodness, is that team dysfunctional? That franchise is dysfunctional. You know the Bears have been to a championship game more recently than the Cowboys have? That's how bad things have been for them. Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about what went right for the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky played a great game. He The interception in the red zone is inexcusable. It is, and you hope that he can make some corrections. I'd love to know if that was another a situation where he thought one guy was going to be one place and he was in another, but you can't do that. You got to get the points. Outside of that, he did the thing that I was hoping that he would do. If you listen to my radio show on Thursday, I talked about how I wanted him to use the leg weapon. He had to go out and make plays with his legs. And the thing is, is that I didn't even expect him to have a night like this rushing the ball where he goes for 63 yards. I needed him to get 35. That's all. I just felt like he needed to convert a couple of first downs with his legs. But he has a 23-yard touchdown in there. They show looks where the, the quarterback was 
not part of the defense, and he took off, and he made plays. He made guys miss. He did incredible work with the RPOs in making doing the box count, making the decision on runner pass, and then getting the ball out. On top of that, I thought ball placement, again, except for the interception, ball placement for Mitch was great. Getting the ball to his players in in only in places where only they could catch it, fitting passes in tight windows, making sure that some passes had the proper arc arc on it, and even the screenplay to JP Holtz, giving your guy a chance to make a play, selling what was going on, selling the pass rush, being athletic enough to to float backwards and get that ball to Holtz, who then made a really great run behind some fantastic blocking by the offensive line. They're all positives. There's there's almost no negatives to the game that, that Mitch played. He'll tell you that he needs to play better. He'll tell you that it wasn't enough. I thought he played overall one of the best games that he's played as a Bear. I really, really do. I, th- I thought it was one of the best games that he's played as a Bear. Part of the reason, I felt like he was in command of the game. It wasn't just Mitch makes a couple of athletic plays. It was there was rhythm to the offense. He seemed like he want, he knew what he wanted to do with the ball before letting it go, and then he made all the plays that counted. It's it's really an impressive performance. I, I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about the way that he played. I'm someone who is is definitely in the camp of not believing, and he played an outstanding game, and he should be applauded for it. He should also be applauded for his approach afterwards. And what I've liked about Mitch, and you can go back to that first game against the Lions, It is him not being satisfied with how he's played. And I'm glad that he's he's finally kind of turned it loose a little bit and that he is he's being the guy that people on the outside of the Bears are like, why doesn't he do more of that? Why doesn't he run more? Why doesn't he he why don't they move the pocket for him? Why isn't he showing off the athleticism that we've seen in other portions of his game? I, for one, liked it. I, I liked what I saw from Mitch. I liked what I heard from him after the game. And over the last four games, you've seen a better version of him. And we could look at, okay, well, it's the Giants and it's the Lions. This was a step up in class, although I'm not quite sure how far of a step up in class because that Cowboys thing seems to be a dumpster fire. But here's Mitch talking about focusing and getting better. Really, steady improvement comes from focusing on incremental steady improvement. So that's what we've been preaching since the since really training camp when we were talking about that. Got away from it a little bit, went through some adversity. I mean, but that's all great. Pulled together tighter, overcame that. And we just got to continue focusing focus on getting better, staying hungry, coming closer together as a team and family, and doing the things that are allowing us to be successful. But that's staying humble and staying hungry and, and keep getting better each week.
And here's Mitchell not being satisfied with what they've done. Did it feel like a break? No, we're almost there. Um, we got to keep getting better. Like at the end of the game, I feel like we can close it out as an offense, stay on the field, and, and just finish the game. So I thought defense played outstanding. We had a great game with uh, field position, so special teams had a huge part in that. And then we just took advantage of our opportunities and played smart on offense and went on and scored points. He hit nine different receivers, eight different receivers in the game. There was a target to David Montgomery that he didn't come up with. The tight end position has been a black hole for the Bears all season long. And you had seven targets, seven catches for 92 yards between Jesper Horstead and J.P. Holtz. That's the type of production that they were hoping for. They were hoping for guys to make plays, to extend plays. Those guys averaged 9 and 19 yards apiece on those catches. That's production. That is getting it done at that spot. That is not relying on Allen Robinson to carry you up and down the field, even though Allen Robinson, five catches, 48 yards, two touchdowns. I know they're, they're – are plenty of wide receivers in the NFL that are tough. And there are a lot that are probably as tough as Allen Robinson is. There's no one who's tougher. He makes tough catches in small spaces with defenders draped on them and wins those physical battles. Anthony Miller tonight, three catches, 42 yards. He got a touchdown as well. I was doing the football after show with Alex and Olin and Matt and Lance, and they they tend to think that that's a player that can can really do something and get better if he just focuses a little bit more. The Bears were able to run the ball, and Trubisky was a big part of that. 63 yards for him on the ground. That goes with David Montgomery averaging 4.3 yards per carry. He gets 86 yards. The Bears ran the ball 34 times for 151 yards, 4.4 yards per carry, and they had the rushing touchdown. I don't care where it comes from. That's why I thought that having Trubisky be a part of the run game is so significant. That's, man, that is significant because the defense doesn't know what to do. It, It allows them to convert some of those third downs that they weren't converting before, and it is great to see. I it, it's almost as like it's almost like he's been playing with his arm tied behind his back, and I know that he's in a harness, or I guess his legs tied behind his back, which would probably be really uncomfortable. But that's how it feels like he hasn't used his entire arsenal to further his own cause or the cause of the Bears offense. And you got a glimpse of it tonight. He was able to do it, and I'm glad that he did. Now let's talk about the Bears overall. Let's talk about them being 7-6 and at this point. As I've said, and you can go back and look through most of these game podcasts as things started to turn a little bit for the Bears – What the Bears are doing is buying themselves time and now opportunity. The win against the Giants buys you time. The wins against the Lions buys you time. 
and you're running out of games. There's only three left. But now they find themselves with 10 days to prepare for Green Bay. Now, some things are going to have to happen if this team is going to go to the playoffs. The Vikings are going to have to lose. You'll be rooting hard for Detroit this weekend to, to take care of business against the Vikings. But they bought themselves time. And I have to give Matt Nagy and his team credit. Let me give the guys in the room credit first. It takes a lot to not disintegrate with outside pressure that comes from us, which I think they probably even overblow. But the inside pressure of wanting to do better than what you did last year, because at at the end of last year, you walked away losing in the playoffs. You didn't advance. You didn't win the Super Bowl. There's that internal pressure from each player of how do I make myself a better player? There's pressure from the coaching staff. How do we prove that last year's not a fluke? And this team fell on its face early on in this season and looked incomplete. And it still has problems. All their problems are not fixed because they've beaten essentially bad teams. But those are the teams that are on your schedule. And if you keep knocking them down, you keep giving yourselves an opportunity. Unfortunately for the Bears, time is running out. And it means you got to go to Green Bay next week and take them out, period. You're probably not going to catch them. I think Green Bay wins the division. But the Vikings are still catchable because you still play them. And you've already beaten them once. So if you end up in a 10-6 and situation with the Vikings, the Bears go to the playoffs because they would have beaten them head-to-head twice. But the Bears can't really think about that. We can think about that. You and I can talk about that. They can't think about that. They have to be thinking about one thing. Beat Green Bay. How appropriate is that? How perfect is that? For every Bear and every Bears fan. Well, now it comes down to, oh, oh, the rival. They might be in your way. I know that this has the opportunity to be a a freezing cold take. I find this version of the Packers to be a tad bit fraudulent. I think they're good, and I think they're better than the Bears. I just don't think that they're. this is one of the best Aaron Rodgers seasons or best Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team. I think they can be had, especially if you get an, an offensive effort like the Bears put on display against Dallas. Rest up, try to get healthy, which we'll get to in a minute, and realize that with the win, you got Akeem Hicks back in the game. Hicks had been on injured reserve, slated to return. He came back to practice on Sunday. It looks like he's going to be cleared to play next week. If you lost this game, I don't know if there was a lot of point to having Akeem Hicks come back. And let me give Akeem Hicks some credit. A lot of times when guys get injured, they bounce. They're gone for good reason. A lot of times the players that aren't injured don't want that player around. They think they're going to catch it, even though it's an acute injury. Akeem Hicks has shown that he is committed to his teammates. And it's not to go all Chris Rock on you. It's something you're supposed to do. 
but he stayed with them. He stayed in it. He's made them a part of his rehab. From what he said, he's made them a part of his rehab. And here's the reward. I put in the work. I wanted to come back. I wanted to help out. So I stayed around. I tried to help my teammates out. I tried to watch film with them and work with them and help make them better, even though I can't make them better by being on the field. I needed them to win, and they've won. And now they I haven't been rehabbing in vain. I'm rehabbing for a purpose, and that purpose is to get back to this team and try and help this team get into the playoffs. I think it shows incredible football character. I really, really do. Incredible football character for him to work as hard as he's worked and understanding that he might be a factor in the last three games. They need him, and now they need him more than ever because it looks like Roquan Smith is going to be down. Pectoral injury early on in the game, and he didn't come back. That's a terrible sign. Here's what Matt Nagy had to say about that. Yeah, no, it could be it could be a big loss uh, because, I, again, the way that Roquan has been playing in the last couple of weeks, flying around, making plays, and you just love that confidence that, that he's bringing to the defense. The depth that Ryan and his guys have created on this roster allows somebody like KPL or Kevin Pierre-Lewis to step up and, and make plays. And, you, you know, you, you feel bad for Ro- Roquan, but we know that we have guys that can fill in. Again, we had a lot of different guys tonight that stepped up for guys that were injured, and um, I just – that, that that's a that's a good thing to have that depth. It is a good thing. Kevin Pierre-Lewis played really well. Uh, Kwiatkowski, he, he led the team in tackles with 10. But Roquan has been a difference maker. He played so well against the Lions, and it's easy to dismiss when someone plays well against the Lions because, you know, it's the Lions. But 15 tackles on any level is incredible, and you add that to two sacks, he he has the chance to be a special player. And I don't know what was going on with him early on in the season, but he's bounced back, and I give him credit. The, the guys deserve a lot of credit for what they're doing and what they're doing right. So here we are, week 15. The Bears get to take a couple of days off, watch the rest of the league, maybe do a little bit of rooting, And then they get back to work. They get back to work to take on the Packers. Looking to make things difficult for everybody. Put pressure on the Packers to win. Put pressure on the 49ers. You're probably not going to catch them. But put pressure on. And, And Bears fans, you should be rooting. You should be rooting for the Seattle Seahawks because they're taking on the Rams Sunday night. The Rams are in your way and they hold a tiebreaker. So put pressure on. The only thing that can derail the Bears' chances at this point is them losing. So don't lose. You don't have to win four in a row. You just have to win next week. And then we'll see where things stand. You've upped your playoff chances. You've almost doubled them. It's a low number. It's still only around 6%. But so what? It's not zero. And five weeks ago, it looked like zero would be where we would be at at this point in the season. And that's not where we're at. 
Now we're talking about scenarios and running simulations and doing all sorts of other stuff to see if there's a way to get the Bears in the playoffs. Seven and six. Three games left. Packers, Chiefs, Vikings. They've made December interesting. And I, for one, am happy for it. The next 10 days are going to be a whole lot of fun. I'll be on the score every day, noon to two, talking about it. And we're going to discuss it in large form. I appreciate you listening. I'm sure you're probably happy. Bears win 31 to 24 of the Dallas Cowboys. That knocks the Cowboys to six and seven and lifts the Bears to seven and six. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I have something for you tomorrow or maybe next week. But the Bears win.